and, and jerk off at least once a week. Best tip ever. <laughs> Best tip ever. Welcome to Porn and Coffee, the weekly adult industry podcast, bringing you the latest from the greatest in the adult entertainment industry. Naked and caffeinated and ready to go. Here are your hosts, Jay Copita and Thomas Gav Helen. Hey everybody and welcome to Porn and Coffee. My name is Thomas Gavlin and with me from the state that produces more wool than any other state in the United States. I don't know if it's because of Jay Copita, but it uh, <laughs> could be. <laughs> it's Jay Copita from whynot.com everybody. Welcome. Well, welcome to you as well, Thomas. Uh, thank yeah. you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for having me. Come yeah, on, right. dude. This is this is the episode number fifty, dude. I know, right? Almost as old as me. Yeah, almost as old as you. How's your dude. summer going, by the way? How is everything? I am dying here. It's hot. This is like Texas hot. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm in lovely Bucharest, and uh, I I like I'm from Bergen, Norway, right? Mm. And uh, Bergen is known for setting some good records this year. For example, in the in the month of June, we had the most rain days in June since the fifties. Wow. I'm, I'm proud of that. I'm just also happy that I'm not there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, have a pretty good summer. Yeah, Absolutely. It's pretty hot here in Texas, and uh, I've got so much going on. I've been traveling on and off for the last few months. I just need a good, solid month, which I'm going to get now, where yeah. I can just sit and get the Why Not Awards done. I've got other projects going on that are coming up with Why Not, as well as stuff that I do for my consulting outside of the company. So uh, I just I just need to sit my ass down and get stuff done. And I've really been I've been slacking on the gym lately, which kind of sucks. I'm not yeah, happy I can about see that. that. Not how you can see that. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about getting things done, let's dive into this episode. We have yeah. a very, very special guest with us today. We have Rene Poor. We mostly know him from First Mobile Cash, but this guy has a bunch of companies under the umbrella of Smart Media Star. Yeah, but you know, I mean, that's that's his parent company, but people don't really know, you know, him for that. They know him more for like reality lovers and First Mobile Cash and Clickbakers. Yeah, we're gonna get into it with him. I think. Uh, I think this is going to be a very entertaining as well as educational episode. You know, Rene's been around a long time. He hasn't just been in the space that he's in. So, you know, I think we'll get a few surprises. And uh, guy's got a great sense of humor, too. So uh, I think this is going to be a really fun episode today. So before we dive into that one, we will uh, shout out a big, big, huge thank you to our sponsors. And uh, you know what? They sound a little bit like this. Adult Force is the worldwide leader in adult premium products. Adult Force is your destination to do big business with all of these brands, including Brazzers, Reality Kings, Mofos, Digital Playground, Pornhub Premium, Twisties, Babes, Wicked, Fake Hub, and more on pay sites. We also have Men, Sean Cody, Bromo, and the newly launched Reality Dudes Network on gay pay sites, and Nutaku.net, N-U-T-A-K-U.net, to promote the latest craze adult video games. So you have a choice of flat rates, pay top CPM, PPS, rev share, PPL, and on it goes. Just go to adultforce.com today and check them out. We are back. Thank you for joining us on this edition of Porn and Coffee. And uh, as always, we have a very special guest because we would never be interviewing anybody that's not special, at least to us at least, or not to this <laughs> industry at least. We have Rene Poor. He is the owner of uh, Smart Media Star. And that is the parent company of uh, First Mobile Cash, Clickbakers, 
uh, reality lovers, and uh, you all know him. He's another expat. He's uh, he's like you, Thomas, except that he's German who relocated to Slovakia. So we'll get into all that. Thank you for joining us here today, Renee. How are you? Thank you. Thank you. I'm good. And yeah, I'm sitting now in my new office with a very nice view of Bratislava. A brand new office. Let's get into that thing first. I want to talk about that. So uh, basically, uh, we are based in Bratislava since already, I would say, almost eight years. But um, last year, we decided to make everything a little bit more nicer, to have, I would say, more space for the people, for the guys working here, having a little bit more entertainment as well. And yeah, to make life more comfortable because people are, are staying hours and hours and, and I would say are more hours at work than instead of uh, instead of home. So I think we have to make it nice. So this was the basic idea. Yeah, that's, that's a great boss. I mean, someone who does stuff like that. The only thing missing is you should probably maybe hire some really angry boyfriends and girlfriends to just hang out at the office and bitch at everyone for working too much, right? <laughs> no, we don't yeah. really feel like home. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a good idea. I think I will think about. So, so is that just like a floor in a new building, or is it like a whole building? Is it like no. how many people are you guys? No, it's it's a, in general, it's not a complete building. The building would be really, really like too much. But no, we have a whole floor now with almost one thousand five hundred square meters, Ooh. and it's built up for eighty people, which can work here. But in general, we are now. A little bit over 50. And that's over all your brands. It's not just for Mobile Cash or... No, it's, it's over all our brands so far, yeah. Let's get back to the beginning, Rene. Just uh, get started from the very beginning. How, how would you say, what is your story? How did you get started in this uh, industry that we all love so much? <laughs> I think it's a very nice story because I started already working in the mobile telecommunications sector in, in, in 2004. So basically, when I was starting about services, services on mobile, online services, it was already, I would say, when I was working for, I was working for Democo, actually, in 2004, yeah. Really? So, really, yeah. yeah. So this was my early beginning uh, when I was starting, okay, getting a little bit with, you know, like premium SMS payments, mobile payments in general. So I come from that side. And as I remember when the iPhone came out the first time and we saw how the potential is there. So this was yeah. bringing me to the fact that, okay, finally, we are not talking about websites anymore and about yeah. this kind of shit. But now it's getting to be, it's, it's getting to be serious, right? So uh, now you can really show people what they want on the phone. That was so my, my first intention. And I said, yeah, but uh, what is the most important or what is the most, I would say, money-making thing in the internet or how you can survive pretty fast because I had just a limited amount of investments. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I said, okay, let's start into porn. <laughs> so basically this was was the first step and i think in 2009 um when i started open up back in the day the company was called first mobile affiliate so we started with the affiliate program and with the first uh, mobile sites it was the classical vod sites and a social network for adult the plan was doing something like amateur commun community or my dirty hobby on mobile but it, it was easily not working out so far. So it's much more easy taking content and put video content on it and sell it. Okay. So this was the beginning. And then from there, uh, I mean, I, I know that you are a German. What part of Germany are you from? I'm from Munich, actually. I'm born oh, okay, in Munich. Cool. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm one of these Bavarian Oktoberfest lovers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, had of, uh, I had the pleasure of riding with you to Oktoberfest a couple of years ago after we did the thing at Pilsen. Yeah, Thomas, I think at one point, uh, Renee had the car going up to like 260 kilometers an hour. That's normal, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> <Just like one. laughs> now, now I changed the car and it's even faster. 
Oh, really? oh. <laughs> no, it's, not a, it's not a reality lover car, is it? Is it, it is. It is now. <laughs> that cannot go to 260, that car. This, no, no, that, this is currently, I think, a little bit more, yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, but you moved then from Munich, Germany, and, and you settled down in Slovakia. No, no, I have to tell you, it was a long way before coming from Munich to Slovakia. Yeah. Okay. It was, I was leaving Munich in 2002, yeah. and um, because of, yeah, I want to do something new and, and whatever, so, and, and I moved to Vienna first. So okay. I moved to Vienna, and... Uh, yes, and 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 I I met you know the guys from Bimoko and they offered me a job, and because I'm I grew up with two languages of German and, and and Czech right so Czech is like my second mother language and they offered me a job in Prague so my my way was from Munich to Vienna I was in Vienna like like one year and then I decided okay fuck Vienna and go to Prague so I moved yeah. to Prague was living there and working there for the next four five six years I was even the country manager for Dimoko at, at in Prague directly yeah then the, the idea came up and the, the, there was a point that we were sitting in Prague and we're thinking about okay what's we gonna do so what will be when we starting doing a project like this what, what is the best place and uh, it was actually Bratislava because it was back in the days it was still good open up a company here from the legal and tax point of view and it was also good because in that time when we started the company there were Siemens was quite a big uh, I would say company for yeah hiring developers and stuff like that and they closed down some of the offices in Bratislava uh, we find out there's a couple of you know developers what you can do a, a couple of skilled people which are now uh, looking for a new job and this was basically also a small driver on the decision to open up the office here in Bratislava and, and because Slovakia and Czech you know, we're together before, so basically their language is pretty similar. So for me, it was no problem to move from Prague to Bratislava. First Mobile Cash is then this company that has been the flagship for a very long time, I feel. I mean, most people know you as the owner from, from that company. And, yes. and you are doing mobile carrier product. Is there still like a connection between you and Dimoco today? I mean, I guess Dimoco is the one that does most of the carrier billing. Uh, it's it's still a connection there, So, but we're working also with other now called aggregators. So we're yeah. still like in a, in a client yeah, delivering relationship like that. So we're working a lot together since years. It's a relationship with all the crew, I would say during the, during the, since the beginning. And of course, it was easier for me because I know the company from the past, it was easier for me to get everything done, to get everything everything necessary uh, approved and stuff like that so but also tell me about um, the other companies we have mentioned some of those um, names that you have but uh, tell me uh, tell me about your portfolio of companies i mean there's a bunch of good brands and ideas yeah currently you know if you, if you work on something and and you see okay from the market and you get the response from some markets you see where the markets are going you get always some some ideas about what could be also interesting in future or where the market going so yeah. one of one of the babies uh, you mentioned before is click bakers yeah as we were working in mobile so it was always very hard um, when we are, we are talking to our partner and affiliates to say, okay, you know, send us this kind of targeted traffic, this can work. Yeah, Even most of them were just only about, I would say, targeting the thing in geos back in the days. Yeah, So hmm. to say really, hey, you can target the traffic on operators or other verticals was quite hard for them. The basic idea was actually not building up a tracker, but the basic idea was building up a segmentation tool. We started and said, come on, we can make your life easier and say, here, use, use this ClickBakers thing and you can really 
target and segment your traffic basically. The idea was quite good and, and, and we started with developing of clickbakers and we and with the needs from the other people. And the problem with this product what we have is like um, that in the meanwhile when we put it on everything together the other companies also developed more like, like the competitors and even more companies came up. Yeah. So currently regarding clickbakers I would say it's still we, we, we're still working with that. We're using that for our own and it's uh, still a very good product and, and it's working well we we decided to make it like a self-service platform so we don't have any sales and marketing team anymore here so we just really we just really push it now and it should help people to to target the traffic and segment the traffic and track the traffic now as well and it's like going not so bad so clickbakers is still growing months by months tell us about you know a little bit more about reality lovers and what maybe makes you different i actually saw the demo when I was in Vegas six months ago at the AVN and you had, I think Bobby Dylan was over at the booth and I was yeah. talking to uh, Stefan uh, Geisler a little bit about it. And I was very impressed. Yeah, no, Reality Lovers is now our, our big baby, I would say. Two years ago when I was on the 3GSM Congress in Barcelona, I got my first VR uh, experience from Samsung. Mm. And uh, it was not, it was the Oculus Rift, basically back in the days but it was also the first samsung gear came out and i said now now it's time because if you can put your mobile phone in and you, you just in you don't have to have on samsung you can take a google cardboard and put your mobile phone now it's time to get vr to a mass market right and we were of course not the first one working on that i think uh, two or three companies already were live with the first sites and they were really the first 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 adapters we are one of the early adapters on that <laughs> but yeah. uh, the decision was done okay um let's concentrate on that the thing if, if you start working on something and thinking about th something and in the best case you start liking it a lot right so the topic vr was for me like something very innovative as you think about two years ago i had a feeling nobody had some new ideas really yeah mm, because yeah. we were we're still talking about the same portals, about the same strategy, about the, yeah, getting traffic, sending traffic. The, the the product itself was still the same, and I felt this is something which is which is actually a game changer, which changed a little bit the the usage of horn. Mm. And uh, and so far, I think we are right. So the numbers is is really doing good so far. It's of course not that big thing at the moment because we still need some people who are to start using it, and I think. The big break will come hopefully in 2018 when people are having VR glasses at home. And I just can combine it like if you use a DVD player or like a Blu-ray player. So once the people have uh, the hardware at their home, they start really using it. And then it's like going on. In general, we are very happy with the site. Um, the first name with uh, our reality lovers is a name which actually Laura came up. Yeah. It, was, it was her idea. We, when we were starting about the platform and we were thinking about it, so I made like a little bit like a champagne party brainstorming session. <laughs> so, Best idea ever. So, so, <laughs> so the idea of reality lovers came out of uh, a lot of champagne. <laughs> and, it often does. Uh, and, and sitting together and then no but i think we we did well so it was it was worth and all the champagne what we drank was all the worth and the day after was all the worth it was really good going to come a day where you know in the future if people are just going to constantly live in virtual reality like that's what they do they wear their virtual reality glasses and that's basically how they live <laughs> i would say a funny story like uh, i got an interview from a german ma uh, newspaper they were asking me about yeah 
but you are helping the people um, not having real sex in future anymore. And I told her, yeah, that's right. We are thinking about that virtual reality is everything what people need. It's still enough that they're living in a two meter square room flat with artificial food on the left side, the VR yeah. goggles on the hat, and they yeah. don't need anything. They just can pee whenever they want. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you think about it, you know, a good angle would be is that you're helping prevent unwanted pregnancies, <laughs> you're keeping people from having sexually transmitted diseases, and you're basically keeping people from doing regrettable <laughs> stuff that they're gonna feel really bad about the next day. So, wow. Then again, no. Rene is no. pushing the German market, right? And you know, all the dirty shit is happening there. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I tell you, no, I'm telling you honestly, I'm, I think it's a new experience, but I would not, honestly, I would not say that it's it's uh, ever replacing real sex or feelings like that. I think it's it should be like used like an add on. Of course, it can fulfill some needs and it can fulfill some ideas and wishes and whatever. And I think right. for that, it's perfect. What we can see in VR is that we get a lot of questions from from women actually they say hey we want to have the scene around so we start producing i think already six seven months ago uh, movies for our ladies and it's not doing bad at all yeah okay interesting and this is what i think also with uh, vr is is, uh, is getting is actually new users it's getting used differently than classical 2d porn and this is something which, which i really like because it's like we can really exp it's it's not only from the content point of view but from the technical point of view how we shoot the content this is very interesting this is something which motivates me because the business model are similar like we had you know over the years so you have subscription based pay side model whatever how you yeah. how you name it but the, it's about the technology which can be used and i think we are still in the beginning in future it will be completely different oh and yeah. as you said you're in this for the long run right i mean 2018 you are seeing more uh, that that's going to be the year where this is going to take off yeah but already you had a good um, marketing stunt i would say you have this family friendly van <laughs> that, that is like covered in reality lover stickers and that's the one that you are driving around you were driving around for a little tour didn't you tell us about that <laughs> yeah we did uh, it was a very nice tour we planned actually and we did a tour in prague reality lovers tour in prague we did a tour in it was reality lovers and tour actually in vienna and it was like that uh, we had a we had the bus uh, going out with all the models we we shoot it and they just go out on the streets and show the people what is vr so they went to the some famous places in prague in in, in in vienna and and put the goggles on 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 some guys and they were and we just filmed the reactions from them and it was pretty awesome we were doing this tour quite yeah as i said in vienna and then we were thinking about okay let's go to munich so we went to munich in my place of birth and yeah, uh, after the second stop, the, the police came like in five cars and stopped us and say, "You cannot promote this here. You cannot. Yeah. You cannot wear T-shirts because no nobody was nude. Nothing. We did nothing wrong. It was just like okay, this multivan was standing somewhere, and the girls went out and just put the glasses on some people, which are of course looking more than eighteen years old, and they have asked them. But yeah, I would say Munich is in that case very conservative. So we yeah. stopped our tour there, but uh, you know we had a quite a big presentation on all on some of the events one our big step last year was the venus show in berlin and we had i would say a really one of the biggest boosts there the show even if they everybody tells that the venus show is going down but i you know it's still every year 
it's like almost 30,000 people coming to that show. And that's consumers. I mean, that is the, the end buyers. Exactly, so. exactly. Even the AVN, and you know, it's it's quite smaller. Absolutely. Yeah. So just, just like to end the question about VR, I mean, you are pushing the German market mostly, right? Um, mostly with a few of our marketing, but we're doing now more also in the US. So it's starting up. We have a PR agency working for us. We were already in the different kind of medias. You know, we did some with yeah. stuff with Bobby Dylan. We did some stuff with Fred Rossi. Yeah. Yeah. We actually shoot it with her as well. So And we did some campaigns with her. So we try to also kick the US because it's from the revenue point of view our biggest market so the, the, the content is not all German no it's not no. we have we have US girls we have Spanish girls we have mostly our Czechs of course yeah. like the silicon country of porn yeah, and, yeah. and and of course some German yeah so this is yeah. the mixture currently we have and uh, we started now a couple of months ago with our brand it's called mature reality it's like a sub niche of reality lovers uh, so we we shoot it content with uh, with mature ladies with milfs and stuff like that jason territory <laughs> yeah that's good and and yeah. now we launched we launched finally two weeks ago we launched our our third side, which is TS Virtual Lovers. Ah, Ooh. Thomas's territory. <laughs> <laughs> it's all it's And it's very interesting because why we decided for that niche with VR, you can even fulfill more, more experience and more dreams on that. The, like the cross-dresser guys, whatever. If, if, if you put something like that, they, he can put on the glasses and he can see some tits and some dicks. So. <laughs> all right, let's shift gears here. Uh, on that on that segue here, let's uh, you know Thomas actually put this question together. I mean, this is obviously something that I care absolutely nothing about, but it's a big thing for you. Cigars. You're a part of the cigar boys club here in this industry. Tell us about your love of them. I personally used to smoke cigars. I haven't had one in over ten years. <laughs> the cigar thing is, <laughs> and it's not only Tobias. No, <laughs> no. It's a whole bunch. You got Chris, you got Doug Wicks, you got a whole bunch yeah, of those guys. Yeah, no, that's yeah. true. No, the thing is, um, uh, I really like smoking cigars since years already. And it's for me because it's more or less like a hobby, you know? So, or if, you, if I have to come down on some point, you know, I like the taste of the cigar first. And the thing is, and it's helping me to relax and using the time for it. If I know I have to smoke a very nice Partagas or if, if in a Churchill format, I know I'm sitting here at least for one and a half hour. And this is like like bringing me down and I can make my notes. I can think about it. I don't, I don't even have to have some alcohol. So I love to have cigars with a good coffee. This is for me like my time when I can uh, relax a bit and also just start thinking about when I really, I would say, slow down. It started like years ago. And even, you know, even the, I found over the years, I found a lot of people who actually love to smoke cigars. Uh, one of them, as I mentioned before, Tobias, I think he's a, he's a real cigar lover. Yeah, even more than me. I, I like it when you're on the show and you have the possibility like to sit down with somebody and enjoying a cigar and talking about some stuff. I think it's a it's a it's a good thing, yeah. Some people like drinks to, on, on taking only drinks, some people like talking only when, when coffee is there, but we we like cigars. And I remember like I think it was last year in Mallorca that uh, you actually came with your own branded cigars, right? So yes, we yes. took it a little bit further. Yeah, we still have it. We still have yeah. it. We're still using first mobile cash cigars, and they're actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah it was absolutely first mobile cash cigars. Yes. Yeah. What is your favorite cigar then? That uh, or your favorite cigar memory that you can um, think back of? You know, I I can say my my best cigar memory is 
when I was smoking my first cigar with my father. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Because I was now feeling that I'm probably on his level, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can feel right. Yeah. yeah. No, it, actually, it was, uh, it, was, and it was a good time. And from that point, I, this is my, I would say, the memory which is, which is really sticking in. But one of my best friends and, and is also a cigar lover. And this is something when we, when we see us each other, it's like, okay, let's, let's sit down and have a cigar. And this, I would say this is the most... For me, the most uh, time when I when I'm sitting with him, also that's more for me. It's more effect. It's effective, productive, and yeah, it's 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 really cool. So yeah. you know, I gotta say that was actually a really nice story, heartwarming even. And I mean, I'm always one that wants to try to you know make something X-rated or you know find the absurdity in it. And I'm, as hard as I try, I just can't in that situation. So. Well done, Renee. The big problem now then with smoking cigars is like you, you need to always be outside. But I know like there is like one restaurant, at least in Bratislava, where you almost owned the whole restaurant. And it's <laughs> one of the better restaurants that I've been in. And I think you almost signed every piece of furniture in that restaurant. <laughs> Tell, tell us about your favorite restaurant in Bratislava. And you also have this uh, yearly party going on or yearly dinner going on. Yes. Uh, since the beginning, we are, we are having this dinner mostly in November. It's for our partners and people we work together. It's mm. the first mobile cash dinner. And for that, we're inviting people to come into to the nice city of Bratislava and enjoy the evening with us. And the place where I go, it's like it's actually one of my favorite Italian places. Uh, I would say not only in Bratislava, but in overall what I what I know. I have to say, yeah, I just, yeah, I think I have a uh, the, the the owner of that is a good friend of mine now already after the, a couple of years. He likes also to smoke cigars and he like. Uh, Italian red wine like I do and it was bringing us together and actually it's it's one of the restaurants where you can go in and you say to the owner and say hey bring me whatever you think today is great you know yeah. and I don't have to think about what uh, what I want to eat or something I just let something coming over me and I just tell him surprise me today and and the thing is, and this is what I really like on this restaurant, is that um, he surprised me all the time. Last time, it's like a couple of weeks ago, I was there, and he surprised me with some, how you say in English, it's like this quit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quit, mm, quit but with, uh, with, you know, with like um, a blueberry sauce. What? Yeah, <laughs> never <laughs> ate something like this, so it's really <laughs> weird, but it was great. It was actually perfect. You know, yeah. he was like marinating the squid in that sauce, and it was great. You guys yeah. are just too sophisticated for me. I mean, I'm happy if I have whiskey, weed, and some burritos, you know? And I'm good <laughs> to go. That's all I really need. <laughs> you see? <laughs> yeah, but, but overall, the place is very good, and I like it with, when, you, when you come to a restaurant and you feel like home, and you can sign everything you want, even the, even the restroom. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you can say just maybe you can find a, a piece of place where it's Rene was pissing here. Yeah, <laughs> it should be. But there is like definitely like some of the bottles, right? That was really good. And uh, definitely uh, some of the caraffles. Is that yes. what it's called? Yeah, that true. Is, uh, true. The yeah. caraffles. Yeah. For yeah. sure. It's because I have, he so told me, Rene, you drink so much red wine here. This, this caraffle, you have to sign it. And that's only for you. Nobody else will be using it. <laughs> And it's 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 still there, so yeah, I'm still using it all the time when I'm there. I think that when I was there visiting you, I think I also signed something. I don't know if it's still there, but uh, <laughs> I remember we had like four bottles of wine or something, and I signed one of them. But that was just like a great experience and a good restaurant. Feel like home. That's definitely the right word. Let me ask you this: So you talked about how you like to relax 
and uh, some of your uh, some of your favorite things. What do you like to do as far as uh, you know fun? I mean, you probably travel quite a bit. Do you have any other hobbies that maybe the industry isn't quite so privy to? The thing is, um, you know, since since I have my little family now with my kid, I think this is more or less yeah. like the the hobby what I have. So sure. back in the days, one of my hobbies was, uh, even if it doesn't look like, but I trained a lot. Yeah, I was like really going off into the gym and stuff like that. It's changed a little bit after a surgery I had. But now it's my family. So in even more, my, my son is currently two and a half, over two and a half years now. For me, it's like currently the best time. So whenever I have time, we try to go swim or he loves cars. So I put him in the car and then and, and drive a little bit with him around. And this is something what I love to yeah to do with, uh, so with the family. So it's not, I'm currently, I traveled the last year so, so much. Yeah, as you mentioned, before today as well and this is some of the reasons why i really i really try to pick up the shows and pick up the travels where i have to go because yeah if i would do it like i did the last past years i would not see my son anyway so this is not i think so what you mentioned is that you also have stepped down a little bit for your traveling you are not going to let's say 16 shows a year anymore like exactly in a bay but you also build up a really strong team that is representing you out there and all your brands you have shelby and you have laura Yes. And you also manned up your team right now, isn't that correct? Yes, that's correct. So even if you're, I think you read about so Christoph uh, and the Global Rhapsody team was joining us a couple of months ago. Yeah. And it's also pretty good. I'm very happy about that too. So yeah. we are we are strong on that side. So with the, the coming together, the fusion of these two companies, I think the just the knowledge. The one of the point was knowledge, which is which we really gained, and also the thing was resources. So because we are having, you know, it's not easy to find new people for all this kind of business and 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 projects we have. So it was also a good decision to say, okay, why we should work, uh, you know, everybody on the same project. So if you can split up the team and be more effective. Christoph is also a good uh, cigar lover, as I know him. So <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Of course, he is one of the cigar lovers, and it's it's also good with him to to spend some time now in our new whiskey and cigar lounge. What I have close by my office. Oh no, you have that in your new office. You built that. Yeah, we built that. <laughs> you have a so you're smoking actually inside in that in that office area. Yes, I have a special, you know, like 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 a special filter which is taking out the the the, the smoking <laughs> air. So and I can smoke in the building. Dude, that is amazing. I need wow. to come visit you soon, man. That is amazing. You should, you should. But back to that stuff. So now the team is now pretty strong and I'm happy about and I think the people are also happy to have it. Even the, I would say, in-house team is also now pretty strong with all the ladies we have in the back office. They, mm. They're doing also a very good job and uh, no, no, I'm, I cannot complain. So You know what? Let me ask you this. Are you guys going to be doing anything with uh, with novelties, you know, like what Kiru does? Are you going to work any of that into uh, your your business? Yes, of course. This is one of the steps and one of the channels we see as well for virtual reality. We're currently in discussion with Kiru. I don't know if nice. you can say, but we're currently in discussion with them and, and testing out some stuff, what we can do or not do. There's nothing really at this moment where we can say this we're going to do or this not, but it's just we're currently in discussion how we can cooperate. Well, I would like to actually make a pitch and a suggestion for you right now, if I may. And you guys Ooh. heard this first on Porn and Coffee. I would like to see if you could possibly work a double-ended ass molding where you have Thomas's <laughs> ass on one side and then my ass on the other side and it's in a can so you can choose which end you want to fuck. 
and it's got like pouring coffee and it's got our faces on the thing or something like that. So you can actually look at me while you're doing Thomas and vice versa. <laughs> you know what? You know what? We should we should shoot the next pouring coffee in general in VR. That would yes! be amazing though. That would, would be amazing. I would I give would... you an ass molding if I knew I could collect a few. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Okay, I'm just picturing your mold here. So there's two asses on the top two of asses. it. One on each end. On the top of the mold. And then when you turn it around, yeah. it's a coffee mug, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely. Well, you definitely oh, don't want to come in your coffee, though. <laughs> oh, no. That's, it's cream. Come on. It is cream. Yeah, yeah, it depends. Just have a good, healthy liquid diet beforehand. That so is you know. fucked up stuff. Uh, I'm sorry, Rennie. <laughs> no, 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 you know, uh, we know. We know it. <laughs> we do, we're doing similar jokes here as well. <laughs> I I could get away with product that, development you know. without champagne. I mean, product development with champagne would probably be more productive. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Not always. But you have been really? in the industry, Rene, for start to be a long, long time now, like 15 years. In the industry, yeah, yeah. Do you have any crazy industry stories that we want to share to us? Or like maybe like when you first went into the actually porn industry, like welcome to the industry moment? Actually, I would say not crazy. The, the first, the first uh, moment was not crazy. It was like, wow where I am, you know, so this is yeah. like, I think like everybody, when the, the when he's coming to a first show, and he had this feeling of, okay, there's something going on, there's, you know, the smell of, the smell of dollars in the house. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> no. yeah, and, and, then you know, it's very interesting, and the parties and everything, and all cool. My first, I would say, craziest moments I had, a, I had last year on the Venus show. Oh, okay. Because, you know, the years before, I was never in touch with some consumers at all, right? Because everything was online. So yeah. um, we didn't went to any consumer show and was presenting like products like this. But last year on the Venus show, was the first time when I came in touch with the consumers, it was very in interesting. And there was a story which I will never forget because mm -hmm. the Venus is also show is also you know giving some tickets for free to some. To some people who have some, uh, I don't, I don't know the English word for that. They're not one hundred percent healthy. They're sitting in a wheelchair, disabled. Di yeah, disabled, and they have some some physical, you know, breaks in the brain or whatever. And I have a special story. There was coming a father with his son in this wheelchair, wow. and huh. he was coming in front of the booth, and the father said to one of the girls, uh, to the one of the porn stars, "Hey, give him one of the glasses." I said, "Huh? What he's doing? He's he." You know, his son was sitting in the wheelchair with glasses and he was just uh, like, like you know, coming up and down. The head was like moving a little bit. And I said, you cannot do it. So I don't know what's happening to him. With, <laughs> but he put the glasses on. And it was like, he was like, the, the head was moving even faster, I guess. And he was like screaming, like, hey, you know what? And I, I just ran to his father, put it, put out the glasses. You don't know what's happening on him. That's, and, he, and he said, no, no, don't care. Don't worry. He's happy. Oh, that's yeah. good. And that moment I realized, okay, it was like really, he was saying, no, don't worry, he's happy, he likes it. Yeah. So we, we left him there for the next, I would say, 30 minutes watching the whole scene. This was showing me something that this was like giving me a very, I, was, I, I found this is a crazy moment. And I found this is like, um, yeah, very impressive also to me to say, okay, you give people something like this, you know, then this is different. Yeah. And, and what a good father and son moment. Very much so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I get to ask the questions that I know nothing about. So let's see here. Uh, we need to know what you think is the future of carrier billing for the adult industry. How's that for a question? Carrier billing is still there. 
and it will be there. For me, it's not the future of, of carrier billing because this is something which is fixed and it's still there. For me, yeah. it's more or less the question, the question about what is the future of traffic. This is my yeah. question. I, I always, I always uh, have my, what is the strategy of a porn company? You want to build up your brand or you want to serve traffic to something? Or what is, what is your goal? What is your target? If you want to build up your brand, then you have to have some quality things. You have to invest. You have to think about it. It's completely different. And, and if you, or if you just want to say, hey, I want to make money only with porn movies, it's a different, I would say, angle, approach. a different approach. If you look at only performance-wise, so um, um, then it's the question, I think, um, what is the future of traffic? What is the quality of traffic? What does it mean? What, what you can expect from people? They don't want to pay on tube sites. Why they should pay now on porn sites at all, on pay sites still? So I don't have an answer for that. And I think uh, this would be like a discussion which will take at least... <laughs> Two weeks. I think this is a separate topic, and and oh, yeah. uh, but coming back to this carrier billing, I think this is there. This is existing, and if you if you want to pay your users, it's it, it's always depending on on your business case. If you can for your business for your product, if you can use carrier billing and it's working, then then you are happy. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's just. Uh... So my, my thought was that it's still working pretty good in, in mainstream industry because it's less regulations, but uh, in the adult industry, I mean, it feels like we, we're getting hit one after another. No, no so. it's, it's the adult regul the other, I think it's not that big. The thing is that um, the adult industry is hit by companies like Google and Apple, yeah, mm. and they don't want to have, they don't accept porn at all. This is yeah. more or less the problem, but this is not a question about carrier billing. There's oh, a question okay, about right. these yeah. big players, which you, if you do, if you're working in the online industry, which you, and even or Facebook or whatever, you cannot go go you you just cannot go around them and say I don't going to use you anymore because this is a part of the game. Adult Force is the worldwide leader in adult premium products. Adult Force is your destination to do big business with all of these brands, including Brazzers, Reality Kings, Mofos, Digital Playground, Pornhub Premium, Twisties, Babes, Wicked. Fake Hub and more on pay sites. We also have Men, Sean Cody, Bromo, and the newly launched Reality Dudes Network on gay pay sites and nutaku.net. N U T A K U.net to promote the latest craze, adult video games. So you have a choice of flat rates, pay top CPM, PPS, rev share, PPL, and on it goes. Just go to adultforce.com today and check them out. Is there anything that we we should that you feel that we have left out in this episode that you really want to put in here? Be more. I would, how should I say? I would I would have a wish on the industry that the people are thinking a little bit more, a little still a little bit more about the the guys who are paying for porn at all, you know. Mm. So for the end users, for the consumers, I think this is something where I miss a little bit because most of them is everything is going on performance and and as I said, traffic before, but. You know, I, I really love to go one step back, like to the Venus show and see how the people react on that. And I think this is also, I, I can say that um, if you talk to people like that, you can see probably what is what is good for the future and for the industry. The answers are around there. The answers are around there. And I think yeah. this is something which you can do only if you if you go on shows like this. I would don't let these kind of shows die. Even the AVN, don't let it die because if the people are coming and you can see what they like or what they don't like, yeah. And and this is something which still should, in my point of view, still should happen. 
Yeah. Yeah. You're totally correct. There is a lot of focus on just like the money and there's not maybe not a, a long run, you know, it's what we have on the table right now. Yeah. And uh, and just go fast with it and, and do the performance marketing and all the small apps for the $2 here, $2 here. But thinking about the long run and actually the, the consumers in the end, um, that is a totally different thing. That's that's one of the points I would you know, that's one thing I noticed when I was at the novelty uh, show uh, a week ago in that there's some issues going on, which I won't go into great detail about, but there are a lot of people doing short-term gain, which will lead to long-term loss, specifically because uh, Amazon is undercutting a lot of things. Yeah. But, uh, rather than you know people banding together and doing what they can to try to fight Amazon, a lot are just giving into it, and it is going to cause some damage, short-term and long-term. Uh, to several companies. That's true. Because a lot of people are not sure what we should do in the industry, what's you know, what's coming up and what's next and what is the next big thing and whatever. And if it's live cam, is it stating, it's whatever. I think we with VR we have a new possibility, but it's it should be not only VR. I think there's much more can can be done in future. Just listen to the people. We're gonna round it up here now, but we are on a very serious note, so we need to get it back up a little bit. And uh, for that we have uh, Jay's favorite question. Oh yeah. If there's anybody in the industry that you could fuck, who would it be? <laughs> um, let's do a quick shout out here. You can give a shout out. This is your opportunity to say the name or company of anybody who you consider was especially helpful along the way. Or possibly if you want to go the juvenile route, which is always my favorite, pick an industry crush that will suddenly be no longer secret. Who? <laughs> <laughs> oh. This is this is this is a very tough this is a very tough question. Um, what I would say, I would just say, I just will mention one guy. And, uh, hopefully, he can hear it. But Christoph Pass, come back to the business because I miss your ideas and the cigarettes I have. So this guy, I'm really missing. And he's now yeah. sitting at home in in in, in little Austria. <laughs> yeah, I remember him. And, and, and running through some landscape. But I miss his ideas. I miss his creati creativity. And I think a lot of people know him. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, I miss him. So, Chris Pars, if you hear that, come back. Yeah. Meet us in Prague. Yeah. yeah. I'd say that is a good one. That's a good ending right there. And, sure. uh, yeah, Rene, thank you so much for taking part of this episode of Pouring Coffee. Thank you for the invitation, and I, th I had a great time with you guys, so, and I love it. So, yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, and uh, of course, we're going to bang out a new episode for you guys next week. And until then, remember to work hard, just like uh, René is doing. Be good to people, just like René is, and try not to get lost and killed. And, that is the last one. And, and jerk off at least once a week. <laughs> That's, That's a slow week ever. for me. That's too bad. Slow week. Ciao. ciao. Ciao, ciao. Thank you for listening to Porn and Coffee. Be sure to check out what's brewing with us every week.